Hello and welcome to episode two of the Hardball Gets Draft special series. Completely packed for work and the weekend. This podcast is brought to you by the all-new Mazda BT50 SP, the complete package. Let's get stuck in. Welcome to the Hardball Gets, episode two of the draft special series. I'm Jordan McArdle. Today's guest, WA Football Commission State Talent Manager, Adam Jones. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on, Geordie. Exciting times. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Less than less than a week to go until the national draft now. Obviously, you've, you've done all you can do other than probably a late character reference or two, but um, how are you feeling ahead of the draft? Yeah, pretty good. Uh, you always get a little bit nervous that uh, you, your predictions might not come to fruition, and um, so always a little bit worried. And and you you obviously want to see as many boys get their opportunity. So um, hopefully as many of them do. But um, yeah, it's a nervous time for all. What would your uh, your, your guess be right now if you, you had to put a, a, a rough number on how many kids would go? Obviously, it's a it's a tough one because there's always a few curly ones on on draft night. I think um, probably realistically sort of 10 to 13. We, we're sort of hearing that the overall draft number is going to be quite low. So I was sort of early doors saying 10 to 15 and we might get sort of push up towards that 15. But, um, yeah, just given the the overall numbers, there's a little bit of a concern for the go-home factor as well, um, which, which may play a part with the big names in the trade period uh, returning to their states of origin. Um, so, yeah, 10 to 13 is probably the, the range. And you still think Ruben Jinby, the the first picked? Obviously, Ed Allen seems to be getting a, a lot of late interest. He's such an intriguing prospect. Such such few games under his belt this year with that lower back injury, but you know really finished the the season well. And uh, every club seems to love a uh, 194 centimetre midfielder that uh, that has those Bontempelli traits. No, absolutely, and yeah, terrific character, Rube. So I suspect he, he's still yeah in line for our first pick. He's um, yeah whether it's Gold Coast Suns or or possibly Geelong, but yeah, I'd be surprised if he got past West Coast. But you know, one one club said to me recently they think he'll be there for West Coast first pick, and if that's the case, I think. Um, West Coast fans should be very happy. I was going to say if he um, if he gets to that 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 pick, there's there's no chance they'll they'll let him slip. Surely, that surely local not. boy. <laughs> um, in in terms of West Coast picks, they've um, they've obviously got their their best draft hand in a in a very long time. You look their their couple of first rounders, pick eight and twelve at the moment, likely to obviously slide back one with the the Will Ashcroft bid, um, and then twenty and twenty six as well. Where um, where do you see um, the, the talent available there, and do you hope they they pick local? There's obviously a lot of WA talents that, that should be around that mark. Jinby and Allen, like we've mentioned already, Elijah Hewitt, Jed Buslinger. Um, are you hoping they go as many local kids as possible? Yeah, absolutely. It's always great to see our boys stay um, stay local at West Coast or Fremantle. And yeah, if if Ruben gets there to to their first pick, I think they there could be a very strong possibility they go to West Australians. Um, and if if Ed Allen was their second pick, um, and they they walked away with Ruben and Ed, you'd, you'd be super excited as a West Coast fan to sort of one ninety plus centimetre midfielders, great characters, and fantastic athletes. So. 
yeah, that's a possibility. Um, if if either of those are gone, yeah, I think they would discuss uh, a buzzlinger. Or, albeit that, you know, I think Gavin Bell has has um, said publicly in the last few days that they're looking at midfielders, um, and I'm sure you know Elijah Hewitt will will fit into their conversation um, as well. He's an interesting one. It feels like he hasn't been talked about as as much lately. Where where do you see his draft range at the moment? Could could he become you know the Matt Johnson Johnson of this year where? West Coast swoop on him with that with that pick twenty and get that sort of trifecta of West Aussies like Freo did last year. Yeah, absolutely, could be a big possibility. Um, yeah, I'm not I'm not hundred percent sure where Elijah will go. Uh, I know you know GWS have been doing a fair bit of work and um, and and a few other clubs uh, doing their homework, but yeah, his his draft range um, is is probably pretty wide. So um, yeah, he could be there, West Coast second, uh, third pick at, at pick twenty. Um, but yeah, I'm just not not sure, not sure with Elijah. He's an interesting one as well because he's probably if if you look at the the senior footy these kids have have played, he'd he'd be one of the ones that you'd mention first as as being you know the most consistent and probably had that most impact at at Waffle senior level along. Alongside probably the likes of Steely Green, yep. um, Reuben had some some good games for for East Perth as well. Um, obviously, Jed Hagen and, and Jack Cleaver in, in finals as well. So um, you've probably got a, a few ready-made ones that that would be looking to put their hand up for for some early AFL footy. No, absolutely. We we had a good contingent this year that um, ended up playing league, and and most of them you know managed to hold their spots um, when they were available. So. Um, yeah, I think that bodes well if you can perform well against men as an 18-year-old. Um, it certainly help help your chances um, with with clubs. So, you know, Elijah, he is a, a big body. You know, 184 centimeters and 84 kilos already. Um, so he's one that could step in pretty early. Uh, he, he gets himself very very fit um, in the off season. He's he's done uh, some sort of professional athletic training um, in the past two off seasons. So he gets himself really fit and ready to go. Um, so yeah, he, he'll be primed for for a, for an AFL club and to potentially play early next year. I love the way he leads from the front. That that game against Vic Metro, he he almost put the team on his back, didn't he? he I, I felt like they they were a bit flat at the start, but yeah, once once he got going, the the other boys sort of got around him. Is he is he that type of player? Just leads with his actions. No, absolutely. He's a extroverted kid, so he's he's very vocal. Uh, generally, you know, one of the first people to talk in a team meeting. So. Um, yeah, he, he he can sort of have have players listen and respect him throughout the year. He, he featured very well in the leadership vote. So, um, but yeah, definitely with his actions um, in our preseason training. Yeah, as I said, he was super fit, working exceptionally hard, and yeah, he was really flying at that stage of the year. Uh, he got quite sick, and and COVID knocked him about. Um, leading into the championships which which probably knocked his fitness um, throughout the year and might never have recaptured where he was in the preseason um, but yeah he, he's definitely you know, a leader with his actions and how hard he trains and goes about things and looking at Freo's picks they're obviously not on the board till till pick 30 a bit a bit later than than last year when they had so much top end talent to, to pick from a um, couple of picks in the in their 40s as well do you see much um, WA talent being looked there. I, I did notice Wolsey dropped a hint on radio this morning saying they'd be looking at key defenders and, and Ruckman. So um, I guess that puts the likes of Jed Adams and, and Hugh Davies in the picture. 
No, absolutely. A couple of good good WA boys that um, fit that bill. So uh, Jed Adams, you know, appeal kid as well. So part of the alignment with Fremantle. Um, he, he had a sort of, I guess, a, a pretty decent rise this year from not having played a great deal of footy the last two years with injury. Uh, came into our uh, state academy for the first time this year, and we, we didn't. We had a, with Buzzlinger and and Hugh Davies. We sort of had a plethora of key defenders, so he didn't come in until our third game, but took took uh, and took his opportunity and played really strongly in those last two games. Managed to debut league um, for Peel and and held himself in good account until he hurt his shoulder, which put him out for for the rest of the year. Um, so. Yeah, he's a, he's an exciting prospect. I, I feel he's he's athletic. He kicks the ball well. Um, he he marks at its highest point, and he's got significant upside. I, th- I feel so. He would be a, a great one for uh, Fremantle to call out. And Hugh Davies is another really good story as well. Uh, we actually dropped him out of our summer squad last year, so he was in our state 17s. Uh, we we dropped him out. He he struggled um, last year to pick up some of the the concepts that um, the coach was teaching him. But to his credit, he, he worked exceptionally hard in those areas over the over the preseason and and came out firing Claremont Colts and you know, his intercept marking was fantastic. Um, so yeah, he he came back into the squad, uh, played really well over the course of the championships. Although he was challenged at times against some um, some of the good key forwards in the in the championships, but I think our midfield at time uh, we're letting the ball come down a little bit too quickly. Um, so yeah, he's he's done really well. Um, you know, finishing year twelve at Christchurch Grammar this year. Um, so there are a couple of good key defenders that might fit that bill. It sounds like Frio have have shown that little bit of interest in him as well, which would would hold him in good stead for those those picks in the forties. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think um, you know Frio they they lost Blake Acres, so whether they're looking for you know some wingmen um, and a, with a bit of pace, like yeah, the little Darcy Jones might fit that bill. Or, um, yeah, Jed Hagen's played some footy on the wing. So, you know, we've got a couple of good players that they could look at. Any late Smokies or, or Bolters or anything along those lines? Obviously wrote that story on, on Rowan O'Hare, the South Fremantle Colts captain, which probably caught the both of us by, by surprise this week. A bit of late interest from from Sydney. Has there, there been any others that you, you might have had a few late phone calls for in, in, in recent times? Uh, not not too much late. Like the guys that I think, yeah, like you said, O'Hare, he, he's had a very good year uh, for South Fremantle, and you know was was unlucky, probably one of the unluckiest ones to not make states the state selection. So uh, he's very smart, small player, but big big tank, and and can run all day. So. Um, yeah, it doesn't surprise me that, that Sydney may have shown a little bit of interest. Caleb Smith is another one, so he also didn't make the state team this year. Um, he had some injuries early on, um, came back playing for Wesley College and, and finished the year in East Fremantle Colts. So he's got some genuine power, uh, I think a, a 2.88 at the 20-metre sprint. Uh, at the combine, and yeah, he's got the athletic traits where you could see him powering off halfback at, at AFL level. Um, and then, yeah, we had you know, guys like Connor McDonald and um, Kane Bevan who weren't able to test at the combine with injury, but they both did a two two kilometre time trial last week. Uh, Pretty and quick as well, wasn't it? I think nah. Connor was the, the second fastest West Aussie overall after after Jinby. So that's right, and off very limited prep, like he, he had a couple of runs. Um, back from his back injury 
Um, so yeah, would have been frightening to see what he might have got uh, because he he, uh, he did mention that he was beating Ruben in the, in some of the training. So he he had hoped to try and pip his time, but uh, missed it by a couple of seconds. And then Bevo ran a good time, only ten seconds behind him at six twenty eight. So um, that that was fantastic effort, just running the both of them on their own. It was a pretty hot morning out in Cannington, and uh, a bit of a breeze blowing. <laughs> On Kane Bevan, he couldn't have done a great deal more this year. Jack Clark medal, um, played some decent decent state footy. Obviously, he didn't get to test fully at the, the combine, but you know when he did get to do the, the 2K time trial, did pretty well. What um, what, what do you see his, his hopes? He's, a, he's an interesting proposition, isn't he? Because he started as that, that key defender um, back in the Heath Chapman West Perth days, so he gave gave Chappie a bit of a chop out to roll off and, and do his thing, um, and then captain West Perth to a to a grand final this year and and played as an inside midfielder. So um, he's got that size where he can sort of play a bit of anywhere, can't he? No, absolutely. And in between sort of playing defence and going to the midfield, he played centre half forward as well. So you know he's played all positions on the ground and. Um, yeah, he, he's he's building into a you know really strong-bodied midfielder. Um, yeah, he'd be really pleased with that two k time. That that's been a you know a focus of his to to improve that. You know, he's not the quickest player, um, so he's got to got to get his tank right up so he can be a, you know an elite gut running midfielder. So I still feel like there's growth uh, with Bevo. If it doesn't happen for him this year, he, he's a guy that's going to be around the mark. Um, and, yeah, it's going to be a, a tough team to break in at West Perth in, in the league if he doesn't get drafted. But um, that'll, that'll be his goal. And, and yeah, yeah, if it doesn't happen for Bevo this year, yeah, he's definitely a chance in the next couple. And, obviously, the, the Next Generation Academy stuff is a, you know, something that's relatively recent. It's been, been sort of a, a few years... Now, I guess another opportunity for, for kids to, to find their way on, onto AFL list. How, how are you feeling about the, the WA crop that we've got now linked to, to Fremantle and West Coast? Obviously, Tyrell Dew is probably the front runner at West Coast, spotted at West Coast training as well today, which, um, <laughs> which obviously, um, you know, it's, it's a positive sign. It's on, yeah. Um, Geordie Baker's probably, uh, you know, half a chance as well. We'll, we'll start with West Coast. Yep. How, how are you feeling about the, their NGA prospects? No, I think yeah, Tyrell had a had a pretty good year. You know, um, relatively unknown, I, I think, at the start of the campaign, and played playing um, halfback for Subiaco in the Colts, and you know showed some real dash and pace um, coming off there. And um, you know, we we sort of added him into the squad, but probably identified pretty early that um, we we would probably need him up forward. And and I think that's where he played a lot of his footy prior to this year. So. Uh, he came in and and did really well. Showed some some special talent, you know, with his his uncanny ability to kick goals. He's uh, you know a little bit like Liam Ryan, where you know he he can take the ball on the lead, but he's also damaging at at ground level. Um, so yeah, he he's probably the standout in terms of talent of all the NGA kids. So I, I feel like he's a uh, he could get bid on. You never know from from another club, which may force West Coast hand. Um, but but I suspect yeah he'll he'll be able to um, end up at West Coast. I don't think a, a bid will come inside pick forty. Um, so hopefully he's he's there for West Coast. That's pretty handy with with Junior Rioli coming out as well. So there might be a uh, might be a spot for that sort of small to, to medium sized forward in that that West Coast forward line. Absolutely, yep. Uh, Fremantle point of view, they've probably got a few more to pick from. Conrad Williams, um, a Hale and, and Claremont kid from from Kununurra who. 
Uh, reminds me that little bit of, of Lewis Jetta with the way he, he can run down a wing and yep. got that penetrating kick and um, you know probably doesn't get a massive amount of the footy but can be damaging when he when he gets it. Uh, and then a few few nice tools as well, isn't there, with Jasper Scaife and uh, and, and Josh Draper? No, spot on. Uh, they've got um, some tough decisions. They're sort of all around the mark without any sort of really stepping forward this year. Like um, Drapes had a, had a really bad syndromosis injury, so he missed the championships, Was was did well to get back into the finals and you know, showed some talent in that grand, uh, winning grand final team. Um, but but with uh, Frio losing uh, Lob and uh, Meek, you'd suspect that he's right in their firing line. Uh, and then you know the decision over whether to go Conrad Williams. But as I mentioned before, there's a bit of a need on their wing uh, position, so they might look at him to feel that. Uh, he's been playing at Hale this year. I still feel like there's a, a lot of upside with Conrad. He's a really good good young Indigenous man, very engaging, and um, will do well. And then Jasper Scaife, um, who had a pretty interrupted year with injuries. He got suspended during um, the championships. And with with the way Claire, uh, West Perth buys um, sort of fit, he, he missed two of the championship games. He was back. pretty stiff, wasn't he? Yeah, very unlucky, yeah. And yeah, it wasn't a, a malicious act, um, but he did make um, head-high contact with the player in, in a game. So... I think it was the, the the suspension was there, but just yeah the timing of it and yeah, how it all unfolded. But um, and then he injured himself um, before finals. So another uh, foot injury as well, wasn't yeah, it? So the, yeah. the, the boys haven't had much luck with with foot injuries this year. No, that's right. And he you know, would have been kicking himself doing it at school, playing uh, volleyball. So uh, wasn't wasn't ideal. Um, and you know for him to be able to have that opportunity through finals would have been really beneficial for him. So yeah, he's a big key forward uh, fantastic kick of the football I think someone mentioned if he doesn't get drafted he, he should take up a career as an NFL kicker well uh, hopefully Tyson Beatty's um, listening on he's uh, <laughs> he's Mr Pro kick over in in WA so yeah he has got a hell of a cannon on him doesn't he yeah yeah no it's his, his absolute strength and and you know terrific athlete for his size very very good straight line runner um, with his speed and power so yeah some decisions to make there um for Fremantle, what what are your thoughts on the the top forty protected zone? Do you do you feel like it's it's beneficial for kids, or do you feel like you know, obviously we saw Jesse Motlop um, get that that earlier bid from from Carlton last year? Do you do you feel like it's uh, beneficial, or do you feel like that that rule still needs tweaking a little bit? I think it's fair uh, because um, you you're probably not having a, a very fair sort of zone allocation to clubs you know you see some clubs have a lot come through the NGA programs like Frio are an absolute beneficiary of their zones Um, West Coast probably haven't been as much um, in this stage of the NGA um, lifetime but um, so I think it it adds a a great deal of fairness to the clubs um, that yeah if there does happen to be a, a super talented kid that, that falls in their zone and, and where it's not evenly spread across the clubs, it, it adds a way for other clubs to access that talent um, while, while giving clubs the ability to get the later pick. So, look, yeah, I think, I think it, um, from an overall even and fairness point of view, I think it's a it's good, good system. And mature ages, it doesn't feel like that's going to be a great deal of mature ages from a WA point of view this year. There's been a couple of names thrown up, Hamish Free and, and Toby McQuilkin from, from South Freo. Obviously, Toby's 
um, 2K time trial was was exceptional and, and just his combine in general. Um, and another name that's been thrown up, Claremont's Ben Edwards. They're probably about about the three at the at the moment. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I think so. Like, yeah, you know, Toby had the the combine invite, which is a good sign, and and the other boys didn't. Um, Freeze, obviously, being a ruckman, and I don't think there's a a great deal of them across the country. So, if a club's looking for a ruckman, you know, he's probably one one of the standouts in in the waffle competition. Um, and then Edwards has you know been around and, and and been a very good player for a long time, but I'd, I'd say probably Toby's Toby might be the one if if there's any. I think. Um, with the mid-season draft now, a lot of the the better mid uh, mature age prospects sort of get get wrapped up there. Um, but but Toby's had you know yeah you know, he's just been able to develop each year and and his output just keeps growing. And yeah, like, as you said, his combine was fantastic. He he attended uh, every training session that we had. Um, and, and his results sort of showed that with you know, I think he got seven point eight in the um, agility, which is you know a, elite level. Uh, his speed was around the mark, and then you know very solid two k. So uh, for a player that might be able to step straight into an AFL club and 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 play a role uh, down back, um, he's probably the one. It felt like that training stint at West Coast really helped him last year as well. Obviously got overlooked in in the end, but you know spent a bit of time there. Um, and one of his games this year, 42 possessions yeah, as well. So yep. he can find the footy as can well down that, down that back half. Yeah, he's got that good sort of combination where he can drop off and mark and, and provide rebound. And, you know, he, he got given some, some tough jobs this year, playing on Sam Sturt in some games. And um, so he's sort of got that good all-round package that that clubs like in defenders. Um, so, yeah, hope, I hope for him. You know, he's a, he's a great, great young, young fella and, yeah, hopefully he gets that opportunity. And no doubt you've already got half an eye on next year's draft. The, the AFL Academy squad announced recently for for West Aussies in the in the men's academy. Um, your summer squad's also been announced with six Peel players from from the grand, grand final side. So um, how's how's things looking from a twenty twenty three point of view? It looks like some some real top end talent, doesn't there? In the in the form of Mitch Edwards, Colton Tholstrup, um, Dan Curtin. Those sort of names. No, you're spot on. Yeah, you know, big Dan Curtin in the uh, AFL Futures game on on Grand Final day got best on ground and off off limited limited preparation. Um, yeah, he'd been out most of the year with a ruptured tendon in his finger. So yeah, he he looks a very exciting prospect. Um, yeah, he he got best on ground as a key defender in that game. Um, but we're probably going to look to develop him forward. And then if, if that doesn't work out, we've always can send him back. Uh, and then, yeah, big Mitch Edwards is, is very exciting. He's free ONGA, but that's not going to matter at all. Cause, yeah. Absolutely not. No. I've already got people um, tweeting me, Freo fans, telling me to stop talking about him because <laughs> they don't want him to uh, to go in the top 40. But like you said, there's uh, there's no chance at the moment, is there? No. And like he's just such a good kid. He's like was quite quiet and nervous being in the program this year but has just come out of his shell and um yeah he sees the opportunity that he's got in front of him and yeah he's yeah i think fitness is a key area for him to get better at so he's working his backside off already um probably overdoing it we're sort of having discussions with our strength and conditioning about the need to pull him back Draining a little bit in, yep. yeah so <laughs> um yeah he, he's a great one and then uh colton throlstrop who's um i think you know got the potential for a, a cult hero status uh, where he ends up he's 
uh, an esperance boy, but you know he's been boarding at at Cundin and Ag School, um, and you know he's just country through and through, and like extroverted character. He's, I've said to a lot of people in the commission that yeah, if I wanted a personal entertainer, he he, <laughs> he would be the one. He's uh, uh, just a great sense of humour and um, but but yeah, has that ability to focus on his footy and um, yeah, he's a, a a very good prospect for next year. And good name as well. He's probably at the top of the list of uh, draft days that I want to interview next year. I obviously got to speak with with Dan Curtin last week. He's got some of the biggest hands I've ever seen as well. Yep. So. Uh, maybe a future Stewie Lowe there up forward. <laughs> he's a big boy, like, and and he's done. He's actually not super strong in the gym just yet. He hasn't done a great deal in the gym, so his size is natural. And uh, once he gets the strength to go with his size, like, yeah, he's, he's frightening. Yeah. All right, that's um, perfect, Jonesy. Thanks for for coming back on again this year, and thanks for always, um, yeah, take my phone calls and um, you know giving me as much. Draft info as you, as you can. You're probably sick of seeing my number pop up, especially this time of year. So, no, I always appreciate your, your time, mate, and it's always good to chat. No problems. Thanks for having me on. All right, that's all we've got time for in today's episode. Don't forget you can go to thewest.com.au for all your latest draft news and profiles of the top 20 WA kids hoping to hear their names called out in next week's draft. Thanks for joining us.